Research shows that 70% of family businesses fail. So when I got the chance to speak to Shanya, the fifth generation creative director of a 150-year-old family business, BP De Silva Jewelers, I knew I couldn't miss this opportunity. Usually in Chinese, they say, like the family wealth doesn't cross the third generation. How have they survived this long? And how are they adapting to today's environment where there is a greater emphasis on sustainability and ethical practices? How has such an old business become so modern in its approach that they've been one of the very first businesses in Singapore to actually obtain a B Corp certification? I think everyone knew that we needed the change. And I think I'm really blessed because the dynamic I have with our stakeholders, like our board of directors, as well as the team, has always been very, like there's always been trust. Maybe because some of them saw me growing up as well, right? So the relationship has also been a long-standing one. And I think when I shared the initial vision, it really supported their belief in what we were building together. Welcome to Good Business, a launchpad podcast that goes behind the scenes of the leaders of good businesses who have people, planet and profit at the core of their mission. I'm Chris Edwards, founder of The Honeycombers and Launchpad, and this is the story of how Shanya, the fifth generation leader of BP De Silva Jewelers, is transforming a 150-year-old business to be one of the first movers in the social and ethical movement led by B Corp. It all started with Shanya's great-grandfather when he was just 19, making and selling jewellery in people's homes. So he came to Singapore from a tiny little part of Sri Lanka, you know, sailed across Asia. He even went to the Americas and Australia and decided that Singapore would be the place for him. And as a gem merchant, he just brought a pocket full of gems and at 19, without Google Maps, decided this was the place for his next chapter. So that's how BPs started out. And yeah, little by little, he grew the business. He used to make jewelry in people's homes, which I find very charming, and created a lot of really interesting, I would say, symbols and stories through his jewelry. And through that connection that he innately had with people, slowly developed the business and created BP De Silva, the brand today. To give you context, 150 years means that the brand is not only way older than Singapore itself, it also survived the Japanese invasion. So our manager at the time, he had known that people were going to raid and loot the store. I mean, during war, who needs a jewellery store, right? Everyone would probably be in their survival mode and he had the foresight to take the jewellery and to hide it and keep it stowed away. So sort of like protect the business and he returned it after the war which I find incredible because again you're imagining someone who could have easily just looted it himself and just you know done whatever he wanted took care of his own family I think many people might have done that but thanks to him the business was saved so for me like the business in many ways represents a lot of value systems and this is one of the stories that I think speaks to integrity and yeah it's quite precious to me. The value systems have remained consistent across the generations, but the way this business is operating is evolving. 
I don't think many people know we're B Corp certified. Something in me likes that because those who come to know will know about it. But it's not the pure reason for why we're around. We've been around like 151 years. This is us just trying to put our values into a much more, how would I say, structured format so that we can take it on the next few generations. And the person taking BP to Silver into the next 150 years is Shanya. She joined the business when she was 19, initially working at a different subsidiary. She remembered looking at what her father and forefathers had built, feeling an overwhelming sense of pressure. My dad inspired me to think about how I could use the business as a platform to do some good, to exercise my creativity, to work and collaborate with people and through his subtle persuasions and also a general interest in what my family had been a part of. I then got into the jewelry business for a couple of years and learning from our senior managers at the time. And then I decided to take it on seriously. And I went to New York to study jewelry design, both the traditional techniques and the modern techniques, metal smithing, using computer-aided design, painting with like French gouache. Like, yeah, it was wonderful because for me, like I really associate myself as a creative person at heart. I think we all are creatives, but for me, like I've always wanted to exercise that part of my life. So yeah, it came together really nicely eventually. So I think it feels a bit like I fell in love with it. Yeah, I didn't expect to, but yeah, it came together. She took on the role of creative director of the jewellery business in 2018. What she didn't realise at the time was she was about to embark on a journey of revamping the business altogether. As my brother says, the cosmic roll of the dice gave you this opportunity and some people don't really think beyond their own interests. So for me, I think with the jewellery business, it was a little different at the time because we had run the business in a certain traditional way for so long. And my father, while he's, you know, older gentleman, he's 74 this year, he always had foresight that this business really had to be reborn in a way. He felt like, oh, he could sense that it really needed some sort of a vision. And so not only was it that, but he also said he felt like it should be family-led again because he felt like it was truly that sense of that personal touch that made the difference in BP's journey when he started off. And because our businesses had diversified away from the original jewelry business, it was almost like being a 150-year-old startup again, which is a very unique place to be. As part of this startup energy, Shanyan took on an unexpected challenge. My brother really inspired all of us to look at how we could view business performance differently. Because I think a lot of times when people think of business performance, especially in the business world, it's just dollars and cents, it's your P&L. But he was already talking at that time about the triple bottom line and all these concepts that I think as a traditional family business were really new and fresh. So it was Shani's brother who brought up the idea of becoming B Corp certified. I must say like five years ago, maybe, while he was still um, working in the company. And he had told my dad, hey, I really want to do this. This is great. This is a framework that we can use to really assess what we're doing from 
so many points of view, like socially, from governance, from environmental standards, so on and so forth. And it wasn't that my dad and him didn't have the same values, but my brother was trying to find a way to professionalize and organize this into a tangible framework. So how I got involved was I was watching him work on one of our subsidiaries to try and get it B Corp certified. And it was quite a large subsidiary. It's vertically integrated with manufacturing in a front office. And you have to gather a lot of data and information and collaborate with different people to do the B Corp assessment. That's like, I believe, over 400 questions with supporting documents. And I could see he was getting frustrated. And I must say how I got connected to this project was first from a personal love for my brother in the sense that I just wanted to see his project succeed. I didn't really understand the cult though. That's the honest truth. I was just like, it sounds like something interesting, but I really was like watching him get frustrated and didn't like it. So I told him, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm working on the jewelry business. Our team's relatively smaller. Why not you pass this initiative to me and then I can take what you have done and hopefully execute it much simpler with this team and we use it as a pilot for the whole group. What Tanya didn't realise is really just how enormous this task is, but also, more importantly, what impact this would have on the business and their employees and even herself. I think within a day or two of researching the B Corp assessment and standard, I was in two very strong emotions. One was, what did I get myself into? This is not easy at all. And number two was, wow, this would really change the world if everyone really wanted to look at it. And so with that in mind, I was pretty excited. And yeah, so that's really how it started. And we started doing like really cool stuff. As part of getting B Corp certified, Shanya and her team took on a lot of different initiatives that had a positive impact on them and also the world around them. Like we have pro bono volunteer hours where our team can just use office hours and just go and do something in terms of like community service. And I remember one of my staff going, are you sure you want to do this? Like it's going to take time away from work. We have objectives to meet. I don't really want to do this. And I was like, no, it's part of our company culture. Just find something you like and just give it a go. And the nicest thing was that next Monday, she had gone, I think, the last Friday, so I didn't see her. But I remember on the first Monday, we had huddles. And she was telling me how she made friends with this old lady because she had done community service with the elderly. And she still keeps in touch with her now. So I think as someone who also struggled to find a connection with Singapore as a very modern, cosmopolitan city that sometimes can feel a bit cold, like... This was a way to also get our team very rooted into the environment and also to recognize like how much bigger our actions can be. And now she brings her daughter every weekend to do that same community service. So to me, I'm like, wow, that value system is even going into the home. And yeah, it's giving me chills. I don't know why. I guess sometimes when... I don't know, when you're going so fast in business especially, you miss these moments of like soulfulness and these moments where you really think you're making a difference no matter how small. And I just thought it was really beautiful that she was someone who had really not wanted to do this, then fell in love with, you know, service and connection and now is passing on that sort of experience and that care, that love onto her child. Wow, how incredible is that? But 
it hasn't all been sunshine and rainbows. There were some tough decisions Shania had to make in their aim to become more sustainable and more ethical. Nicole also talks about transparency of your supply chain and um, your partners that you work with. So one of the things we did was create a code of conduct for all our suppliers. And while we are 150 years old, we're not like one of these huge, you know, multinational jewelry brands that can really put some force on your suppliers and say, you do this, you don't do this. It's really a lot of like small conversations we have with our partners. So bringing forth a code of conduct to them was like way formal. And they were just like, what is happening? And they have to sign it, you see. So there was some resistance and we had to cut out like a good 80 to, I would even say close to 90% of suppliers just because they don't want to sign. So it was difficult because I think a lot of people just didn't feel comfortable. But what we've managed to do is also create much more meaningful partnership because the people who were interested, even if they were hesitant, I don't know, they made me want to support them. You know, like their way of responding to us bringing forward a code of conduct also gave me as a custodian of this business a sense of who they were. Because if not, it's just transaction, right? I need this, we provide that. But then now we're talking about values. Now I'm talking about like, you know, what would your kids want in the future, right? Like, what kind of business do you want to run and operate? Mm. Yeah. And I don't know, again, like, I guess it's like failure. It was kind of like really cool and badass to me that I was like, okay, sorry, you're gone. Like, we got to find someone else. Like my operations manager, who's now the general manager, was very strict on cutting out certain suppliers when they didn't abide by this. And I was very proud because it wasn't just me. It's the team that is now defensive. You know, they're like, no, we can't do this. Despite the ups and downs, one of the biggest changes that came about from getting B Corp certified is the mindset shift in the team. I'm always really proud when the staff comes up to me and like, hey, I don't think this is a good material and this is why. That's when I know that, oh my gosh, this is actually like moved into the, the DNA a little. So I guess the biggest change for me is like that mindset change. And I think it's again an evolution. It's going to take time. You know, it sounds so idealistic to say, but it feels like, like the business really is a platform to put some good energy back out there. And I think I've always wanted that in whatever my hands touched, like, or created, like, I always want to bring back some sort of like joy or hope, not because I think the world is hopeless, but it's just like, a like a instinct for me. And I think B Corp has done that through even the smallest initiatives, like even doing our check-ins with the team, like there's certain really small best practices in B Corp. I'm not sure when you're going through the assessment, they have like these like examples of certain, like let's say governance practices in like HR, for example, doing quarterly surveys with your team. Like it sounds so basic. And I think also coming from a traditional family business, there's certain things that we don't put in place naturally, but they all add up to create a much more wholesome environment for everyone. Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I'm just thinking little things. I think that's the beauty of B Corp. It's a whole bunch of little things coming together. The mindset shift included how hiring and people management is done day-to-day in the business. Even the way that we hire, I think, 
subconsciously has changed. So, you know, like building habits, like you yourself don't realize you are changing as a person as you start putting these habits into practice. And for me, because our team is smaller, I try to get involved with every hire. Yeah, we're about 14 now. Yeah, 14 of us. So it's possible for me to get involved. And I think it's super critical, especially when you're a smaller team, to get involved as much as you can because that's your culture, that's your work fam. You know, you're seeing these people more than your own family. What changed for me after B Corp, I think is, I guess I just observed through all the stakeholders how people are responding to B Corp. And then I realized how strong the bonds of shared values are when you find them. And so I kind of try to suss out during interviews like where a person's values lies. I think a lot of times like when people are trying to hire, trying to find someone to fit the role who can execute the job, we still obviously look for that or look for the potential to like train and develop the passion. These things we'll always look for. But I think it also put a focus in me to search for that value system much more than I did before to understand whether or not they want to be part of something greater. You know what I mean? Like, and I think they get excited by that, that same excitement that I get when I say like, wow, you know. With the strong value systems instilled from her great-great-grandfather to the techniques learned from B Corp, Shania is really leading the business with her heart. I think subconsciously after going through B Corp, because of my interactions with different people responding to the process, it made me also want to search for that tribe so much more. I want to just make sure that BPs always has a degree of that soulfulness, not just in what we do behind the scenes, but also with our clients and with what we create, not just the jewellery, but also experiences. I'll be honest, we tried at Honeycombers and Launchpad to get B Corp certified, and for many reasons, it was out of our reach for us right now. But this conversation with Shania is truly inspiring and it's kind of wonderful to see a company that's 150 years old really stretching itself to get a B Corp certification. But it's tough as feet to get it done, but slow and steady, yes. I'd really want to encourage like anyone who's running like even a business by yourself or you're in a big company or working for someone working with someone to just look up B Corp and go through the assessment even if you don't get B Corp certified there are a lot of great ideas on how to support your business from the inside out and um, don't be intimidated and there's a really great B Corp community in Singapore as well that are super supportive and yeah keep dreaming So there's a lot of takeaways for me in this conversation today. I think, you know, some of the more tangible ones is the fact that Shania had to get rid of almost 90% of her suppliers and find new suppliers in order to meet the certification requirements, which is a massive undertaking. But the, the story that really sticks with me is how she has truly created cultural change within her company with the community service element. And that's so powerful and wonderful that an organization can, I suppose, gently shift the way people 
spend their time in their free time or in their weekends and care about the social issues and the community as much as as we all want to, but actually not just caring, but actually taking action and giving back in a very real and meaningful way. So yeah, it's incredible to really see the tangible benefits of a process like B Corp. And honestly, I was kind of slightly jaded and and disappointed that we didn't reach, you know, the points required to get B Corp certified. But this story is, yeah, truly inspiring and, and makes me want to completely reconsider and have another crack. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you want to learn more about BP De Silva Jewelers, check them out at BP De Silva, S-I-L-V-A, jewelers.com. I also just wanted to thank you for your support of the Good Business Podcast. And please do reach out if you've got anyone that you think we should welcome onto the show. Drop me a line at chris at the launchpad.group. And of course, we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a rating or leave us a nice review on any podcast platform that you're listening to. If you liked today's episode, please share it and post it on your socials. That's how podcasts grow and get discovered. And if you're not a subscriber, give that follow button some love. We've got a lot more stories to share and I really hope that you don't miss them. Finally, if you are looking to join a community of purpose-led, kind entrepreneurs, hit us up and come and check out The Launchpad. It's www.thelaunchpad.group. I think you'll be really surprised at what you can harness from joining a community of like-minded entrepreneurs. Before we close out, I just want to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which I'm recording this podcast, the Arakbal people of the Bundjalung Nation. I pay my respects to elders past, present and future, and I extend my respects to all traditional cultures. Thanks again for listening. I'm Chris Edwards, and I hope you feel as inspired as I am to create your own good business.